What's up, queens? Welcome to the Female Dating Strategy Podcast, the meanest female-only podcast on the internet. I'm Ro. And I'm Savannah. And it's our second annual Thanksgiving roast. Gather around, children. Happy Thanksgiving! Happy Thanksgiving. Happy American Thanksgiving. (laughs) Is it called Turkey Day? Gobble, gobble day. Turkey. Turkey Day. Yes, colloquially, it's called Turkey Day. Happy Thanksgiving, Americans. I guess like we could have picked a more universal holiday like Christmas or something. Because you guys don't have Thanksgiving and the Canadian Thanksgiving was a month ago. Yeah, we don't have Thanksgiving, no. We do have Black Friday though, but obviously the deals are like 2% off as opposed to actual Black Friday where you see a noticeable difference in the amount you're paying for said item. I mean, there used to be really good deals and then the big box stores figured out they weren't selling that much more on Black Friday because people would just pick up the things that were heavily discounted. So they stopped doing really good deals. Pretty much the same as always. So um, this episode in our annual Thanksgiving roast will feature a bunch of roast skirts from our Patreon subscribers. So thank you, Patreon subscribers and listeners who subscribed at patreon.com forward slash the female dating strategy who submit your roast skirt. And it seems like you've all been missing the roast skirts as well. So we're glad to be back. So this one, I believe, is the friends with benefits story. Okay, so... This story is from Anonymous. Ladies of FDS, I present my one and only friends with benefits story. I was in college, young, a little naive, and somewhat bought into the liberal feminist ideology like most millennial women, but I still had my reservations about men in general. My mom didn't raise a complete idiot. Anyways, I met a guy I really, really liked. He was fit, attractive, and our personalities vibed well. I was so excited that I finally met someone I could see having a fun, exciting, romantic connection with. And then he dropped the bomb on me. Do you want to be friends with benefits? I was crushed. (sighs) Yeah, college is hard mode. And actually, a little preview of next week's episode, we're going to discuss the dynamics on college campuses with an author, Janet Matthews. So stay tuned for that. Continuing, I was crushed and stopped talking to him for a while, but I never completely cut him off. He slithered back into my life a few months later to ask me out. And I agreed because A, still a little bit of a pick me and B, had just had an absolutely horrendous date with an even worse groat. We briefly dated, but essentially was a friends with benefits situations. 50-50, all that nonsense. I did try to be his friend because I did enjoy spending time with him, but no surprise, he wasn't super interested. Yeah, it's interesting how they're never actually interested in the friends part because like that's supposed to be part of the deal of being a friends with benefits. You're supposed to be able to call them like they're a friend. Otherwise, yeah, free pussy subscription. To make a long story short, we only had sex twice and it was terrible. Isn't that always the way? It's always the ones that like the guys that are most aggressive about trying to push the FWBs that they are routinely terrible in bed. I think I'm pretty sure it was it was either you or or Lilith who said this, but guys who pursue casual sex with different women often don't have repeat customers for a reason. Bing, bing, bing. Yep. They're getting thrown back in the pond. Yeah. If, if they were really bombing the sack, they would have a long-standing sexual partner. That's my belief anyway, especially because a lot of women, they put up with a lot of shit. It's either they're shit in bed or their personality shit and they treat women badly. It's one of the two. I didn't fully understand it at the time, but he was 100% porn sick and had erectile dysfunction. He couldn't finish. Wait, what? In college? I know. What the fuck? Yeah. What? A lot of men are burnt out. Like their entire dopamine receptors are burnt out by that time already. It's ridiculous. He must have been like, what, no older than 22, I imagine? What the fuck? Yep. 
I think there was a survey that they're finding men who are younger and younger having erectile dysfunction disorders. That's surely not normal. Surely. For him to be fit and have this is like completely psychological because he's porn sick. So. Oh my God. He's porn sick. Yeah. He was 100% porn sick and had ED. He couldn't finish and never bothered going down on me or using his fingers. He did try to get blowjobs for me, which I declined very proud to say. Queen shit. Although his dick was pretty small too, so it wouldn't have been a struggle. <laughs> yeah, fair. But still, I mean, a little bit of undeserved dick in your mouth is still gross, right? So. <laughs> oh, God. He didn't deserve that effort from me. I shit you not. I told him I would give him a BJ if he made me come. No, I love this. Like asserting your boundaries. A lot of women wouldn't have did this. So we're very proud of you. That didn't happen. Of course not. Of course not. Oh, the audacity of this guy. I'm already like, I'm pissed off on behalf of you, says. Because like the only requirement to get a BJ was to make her come. And he just never did. It was too much effort. Screw it. It was too much. That didn't happen. And I essentially told him he was bad at sex. I swear I said it much more tactfully. And thus, there wasn't any point to this. And I stopped talking to him. He dropped me on social... <laughs> well, yeah, like, that's... Surely, this is something I don't understand. Like, if you are going to do friends with benefits, or if you are going to engage with a man sexually, like, you might... You need to have a good time. Otherwise, what is the point? Really, what's the point? It kind of kills me that men never... Who are so into the FWBs don't understand that, like, there's another part of that bargain. Like, you have to be good at it. Like, what the actual fuck? <laughs> Yeah, legit. Yeah. I mean, just imagine being this lame at sex and like asking people to be friends with benefits, like the audacity. So, like, you're bad at it. Start over. Go back to the drawing board. He dropped me on social media, a first for me as far as men are concerned, laughing my ass off, and married the next girl who paid attention to him literally less than six months later. I'm dying. <laughs> so oh, no. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, okay. So he probably, here's what I'm guessing. This is one of those, like, I'm going to marry the next girl that comes out here to show that I wasn't the problem. I'm not bad at sex. You're bad at sex. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I guess with marriage, it's guess it's, it says, like, his family was religious. Maybe the girl was religious as well. She's less likely, she's more likely to be one of those people who will think that bad sex is normal or that's something they just have to work on as opposed to him just getting left and dropped by a woman, maybe. Okay, so yeah, he's porn sick, has a little dick, has erectile dysfunction, and he's bad at sex and can't make a woman come. He 100% tricked a woman who's a virgin into marrying him before she was able to have sex with him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She doesn't know what she's in for. Yeah. These guys are dickheads. Yeah. So this is why I don't recommend waiting till you get married to have sex because I feel like this is how like shitty in bed scrotes. Like this is what they want, right? This is what they want. Yeah. Some women, you know, obviously your religion and your culture may vary because I know in some women that's much harder to thwart without real world consequences. But, you know, you do need to test it out without after like, you know, thoroughly vetting them or whatever, because like, yeah, you don't want to end up in a marriage with some guy like this because I feel so bad for his wife because, ooh, child. So unfortunately, I may have given him too much information in my frustration and he married an even bigger pick me, possibly a virgin, given his family's religious background. Okay, yeah, we're right. So it'd be even harder for her to notice and or leave his defective peen and Madonna whore complex. It's so calculating as well. I just hope that, yeah, I hope that poor woman is okay. Meanwhile, I swanned off into the sunset with my degree, career, and cozy apartment and have been blissfully scrote-free for six years. If there's one thing he was good for, it was a crash course in how to identify 
millennial scrotery and how casual sex just ain't it. The end. Well, yeah, it's a lesson learned. You didn't waste too much time on this scrote as well, I think. So that's a positive. Could have married him, says so. <laughs> just imagine if he was, and in a way, he did you a favor. I always find like guys can self-reject for you. Just imagine if you're in a relationship with him, despite all these issues, it would be much harder to disentangle yourself than if you were just on a casual basis anyway. Yeah, so fuck this little dick scrote. <laughs> just Ray just said it. I mean, everything about him is fail. He just is fail from top to bottom. Fail, fail, fail. Ugh. Your dick is little, you can't fuck, you have erectile dysfunction, you watch porn all day, and you had to trick a woman into having sex with you. No, you had to trick a woman into marrying you to have sex with you in the future, because... You know, you're sh- I still can't. I need to read up about erectile dysfunction in men. That is just wild to me, that men who are supposed to be at their most peak, their most fit, and their dicks don't work. What the fuck? They're most fit. She says he's fit and he's attractive. Imagine walking around with a little bitty baby dick asking people to be friends with benefits. The audacity. That's probably the only way they can get it. Like, I just, my gosh. But obviously, as you notice, that when he realized that didn't work because the queen basically told him he was shit in bed, what did he do? He went down the marriage route and married a virgin. So he he changed up his tactic to get sex on the regular where he won't be rejected. He like realized, like, I better lock one down so she can't leave as easily because bad dick report after bad dick report probably clued this guy in that, like, he he's just not hitting like that. <laughs> probably damaged his self-esteem. <laughs> Honest to God. I'm so glad you told him, however tactfully or not. I feel like we should, like, practice. I want to give tips about how to not tactfully tell men that their dick sucks. Oh, do it. Do it. Let's go. Uh, tips and tricks. Maybe future episode idea. But give us one now, like a little one now. Um, every day I live in horror that you're... I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Do you know what it is? Actually, if anybody wants to see how you can like roast a guy and his dick, just read the article on the FDS website saying we... I can't remember the title of it, but it's like we have a right to dick preferences. That one is a roast of subpar dicks. When I look at your dick... My first thought is disappointment. (laughs) (laughs) We need to... Oh, it's a good one. Yeah, I'd be like, this sexual experience is me hitting rock bottom. Yeah, and just watch him die inside. (laughs) Right. Watch him die inside. You know, with like the uh, Windows delete sound, that's what, like the shutdown sound, that's what you could also add or send to him when you deliver that roast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay so moving on thank you anonymous for that and i'm glad to hear you're doing much better queen and i hope you have a wonderful thanksgiving moving on then we have the tale of the kentucky fried scrote from bucket from bucket and bucket says in celebration of the coming holidays i decided to send in my story of possibly the worst day i've ever been on this is a tale of Kentucky Fried Scrote. I've just had a glance of this one and I burst out laughing. So <laughs> let's go. I'm going in raw. So this event happened almost two years ago at the time I was naive, 20 years old, and under the impression that I could find a good boyfriend on Tinder. That's the funniest thing anyone said today. <laughs> <laughs> I matched with this guy. But we were all young and naive ones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And 20, like, I just, yeah. That's what they told us you were going to be able to do on that app. That's not what happened, but that's what they marketed it as. And so Bucket says, and so I matched with this guy 
and from his pictures, he looked pretty cute and didn't seem to have any red flags aside from him being uh, new to the town and was from Florida. What's wrong with Florida? Everything. Everything is wrong with Florida. I don't have time to talk about how much is wrong with Florida. What, really? America's Wang. Oh, I know nothing about Florida. I've never been. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. Um, Florida is the state that we all collectively agree to gang up on. All the rest of the 49 states, even like Mississippi, even though Mississippi shouldn't have any self-esteem whatsoever, doesn't deserve it. <laughs> Nor West Virginia, but like we all collectively make fun of Florida. Why? There's so many reasons. Is it like uber Republican? Well, no, it's a battle. It's become more conservative in recent years, but it's a battleground state. It's where a lot of elderly people move in retirement. It's where Disney is. It's a kind of a microcosm of the United States because there's parts of it that are very like Southern and almost like backwoods and and other parts that are like uh, very immigrant heavy. And then other parts that are like uh, just full of like uh, guard. It's like it's like full of transplants from other um, Eastern states, like the worst people, too. So it'll be a bunch of like crackheads from New York City that'll travel down there because it's warm. So it's just a state we like to drag because. Oh, (laughs) okay. I only know Florida for Disneyland. Whenever some like particularly like insane story comes out, we have we we have a meme called Florida Man. Have you ever heard of that? No. It's because like there's always like wild shit happening in Florida because the craziest people move down there. Um, But it's basically like. If you hear of somebody who um, wrestled an alligator on bath salts, it was probably in Florida. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah, we only know about Disney in Florida in the UK. That's what we know for. And Trump, because obviously, like, the Mar-a-Lago estate. That's my extent of my Florida knowledge. I mean, Florida's got Trump in it, so... (laughs) (laughs) Already fail, Florida. (laughs) Fail, Florida. Um, I'm fine with bullying Florida. I could go. I could bully Florida. <laughs> Let's bully Florida for the rest of this podcast. I don't care. <laughs> I I want to pick a state to roast. Like we should pick a state and just like roast. Well, I guess you guys wouldn't know what I'm talking about, but I would love to pick a state and like just roast all of the men there and like why they suck. Just do like a just do like just do like an extra series. Um, the roast of the of the 52 states each week. Just is it 50 about like why why the men in those states don't deserve to have rights or self esteem? Yes, 2023. We'll do that as a series. You can roast each state in yeah. turn. <laughs> just to be equal. Just to be fair. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, all you Floridians fight me. Like, fight me in the comments. I don't care. <laughs> it's only the men, by the way. Not that it's not the women. It's the men. Yeah, all the women are fine. <laughs> she says, I should have unmatched uh, right there and then for that offense alone, but I didn't. I still regret that. He told me over the course of our messaging that he was a restaurant manager and liked to surf. So I was down for a day at a locally owned burger joint that had a cute atmosphere and good music. All things that sounded very nice in concept was about to prove disastrous. And I walked in there all dressed up, ready for my date, who I thought to be a decently paid restaurant manager and in walks (laughs) could only be described... And in walks what could only be described as wearing the old episode of Spongebob where Squidward finally tries a Krabby Patty, instantly becomes addicted and gets so fat that his thighs fill up the entire room. So anyone Google Squidward ODs on Krabby Patties. That's what this guy is. <laughs> Google thick thigh Squidward. <laughs> Thicky Squidward. This guy's thighs were bigger. Somehow his body was very pear-shaped. 
from his shoulders <laughs> from his shoulders up he was skinny and decent looking save for the unwashed hair and acne everything below that was a mess and he waddled more than walked due to the size of those thighs <laughs> uh, shocked that he had managed to hide all of that extra weight on snapchat i lead into the idea of hearing someone out because i still believed in the lie of not judging a book by its cover I sat down in the diner with this guy and asked him about all of the lies he had told me. And boy, was I in for an interesting tale. As it turned out, he was indeed a restaurant manager, but the manager of a KFC, making $10 an hour, and had moved to the area because he had somehow become homeless in Florida and spent his entire paycheck on Call of Duty gun skins. Okay, okay, stop. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Wait, let's slow down. So he... (laughs) Let's slow, let's slow, let's slow down. As it turned out, he was indeed a restaurant manager, but was the manager of a KFC making $10 an hour and had moved to the area because he had somehow become homeless in Florida and spent his entire paycheck on Call of Duty gun skins and all of his free time went into playing the game as well. Okay, so let's rewind and recap. <laughs> so he shows up with the audacity to be pear-shaped as a man. As a man, why are you pear-shaped? <laughs> Maybe a hormone issue. <laughs> and listen, I like a thicky man, but... That should come out, but you don't want them built as if they're pear-shaped. That's just not attractive. I mean, you gotta, like, do leg day, right? Make sure your legs, if you are pear-shaped, are nice and spelt. Because I feel like you have to work in... You, okay, so you'd have to, like, not work in your upper body at all, and then be, over like, extremely overweight to be pear-shaped as a man. But from the sounds of it, I think... It's just, he probably collects fat in the lower part of his body. I think that a leg day could help. And obviously extra fat mass doesn't help, but that's just where he stores fat because his top half was skinny. So, I mean, from his shoulders up was skinny. Why am I imagining like a centaur? <laughs> I'm trying to get <laughs> Like a man with horse You know what a, ho- a centaur is? Like a man with horse legs? Yeah, like half horse, half man. I've just sent you a picture of what they <laughs> put down as a pear-shaped man. <laughs> That's apparently what they look like on Discord. <laughs> That's apparently what they look like. <laughs> yeah. But like, okay, so he shows up with the audacity to be pear-shaped. He doesn't wash. He's greasy. He smells. He's got acne. He's homeless because he spent his entire paycheck on Call of Duty gun skins. So he's homeless. Then he spent his little paycheck from KFC on Call of Duty gun skins. And he's a gamer. Ugh, just so many fails. And so now that he had explained he worked at KFC, it definitely explained why I could literally smell how greasy he was. Ugh. Oh, and the surfing he claimed to have done? Turns out he had done it once while on a Disney cruise as a child and told me he didn't have anything else that was interesting in his bio. (gasps) (laughs) A real catch, I know. So he's got nothing else interesting to add as an adult? Like, the fuck? A guy told me he spoke Swahili because he did a high school production of The Lion King and had to learn the intro to it. I swear to God. Because he could do the na tungonya hibari hibaba part. <laughs> so, I speak Swahili. And I was like, I don't think that qualifies you as speaking Swahili. I don't think you speak Swahili. <laughs> oh my God. And I'm like, is that even Swahili? I'm not even sure if it's actually Swahili, to be honest with you. Is that song in Swahili? Uh, something. I'm not entirely sure, but oh my God. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I know the singer is South African, if I'm not mistaken. So I don't know what language they speak there. But... <laughs> 
You got to be real careful of these guys that try to like put childhood accomplishments when they're a grown ass man, because I feel like that's where they peaked and they know it. Yeah, they know it. I just think like that's the only thing you can say about yourself is that you went surfing as a child and then it just is wild, wild to me. So to nobody's surprise, he had completely stopped interacting with me and was simply talking at me, uh, bragging of how many orgasms he had given his girlfriend in his mother's trailer in Florida. Yeah, so this is why we don't talk about Florida. (laughs) A hand to God, he told me this with a grin on his face. I don't know why men think this is attractive, like talking about that your liaisons with women, again, I just think you're just telling on yourself. Firstly, it's super disrespectful to the woman you're talking about. Secondly, it's like, if you were so fantastic in the sack, then where is she? Like, why are you talking to me? And thirdly, it's just like, it's almost like a sleazy car sales tactic, which just doesn't wash with me. I think this man should be Florida's mascot, a greasy pear-shaped man who lives in his mom's trailer. In his mother's trailer, not even his own trailer, his mother's trailer. <laughs> and works at a fast food joint. This is the most Florida man to exist. <laughs> and so I decided I had enough, so I faked an emergency call, good call. And as I stood to rush out the door, he asked me for a ride to where he was staying. It gets worse. He went on to explain how he was, in quotation marks, between apartments, because he had been evicted from his first one and was now sleeping on someone's couch. I spun tires getting out of that parking lot and have never trusted just selfies of a man on a dating website again. You can't. It's horrible. Like men, first of all, like all of them are lying about their height. I've learned that the hard way multiple times. And how much hair they have. How much hair they have. Jesus Christ. Like especially the guys that only have hat pictures, what their grill looks like. It's just, it's slim pickings out there. Especially on Tinder. Tinder's bottom barrel bottom battle and so the tale ends <laughs> as to how kentucky fried scrape managed to get back to that couch remains a mystery to this very day and sometimes i still pass by the kfc uh, sometimes i think i see him in there anyway sometimes when you pass by the kfc you can just like smell you can smell him wafting out into the ether and you can see him waddling around ordering around his subordinates <laughs> yeah do they have KFC in, in the UK? Yeah, we do. Okay. Yeah, we've also got Jollibees as well. I love Jollibees. The spicy chicken joy, but that's an aside. But yeah, we have KFC in the UK. <laughs> Anyhow, that's my tale of the Kentucky Fried Scrote. And I'll probably need to discuss it with a therapist at some point to truly unpack everything you had told me on that day. Have a good day, ladies, from Bucket. Aww. At least it was one day. Yeah. But it's like, it only takes the one, you know, before you're just like completely, completely disgusted with the entire process. That's why I'm such a fan of the pre-date call, but not, no, the pre-date video screen. So like quite literally Skyping or FaceTiming the guy you want to talk to or Google chatting, because that will reveal many things. First of all, if he doesn't have a computer. If his room's a mess. Exactly. And he doesn't even think to put it together. I'm like, and there's no excuse now because many, many people have had to remote work. So most people at this point, if they had a remote work job of any kind, will have some kind of camera situation so that they can log in. But this guy probably at KFC didn't have that issue. But yeah, I'm a big fan of that kind of thing. Because like, that's the worst, right? You hype this guy up, you go to a restaurant and you meet him. He's absolutely freaking gross. Yeah. Sorry, bucket. Yeah, so be ashamed of yourself, Florida. Stop producing guys like this. Ew. I don't know. Is a trailer like a caravan? We call them, I think it might be a caravan here. 
No love. This okay, yeah, it's a mobile home. Do you guys have mobile homes? They're homes on wheels. We call them caravans, but they can be really, really nice. And caravans tend to be only owned by people like who stay in like Devon or Cornwall, where they're really nice. They're basically like mobile apartments, basically. Okay, so it's the exact opposite here (laughs) in the United States, where the only people who have mobile homes tend to be the extremely poor. And in fact, uh, it's like a well-known insult to be like, oh, your mom is so poor, she has to put your house in reverse. Oh, that's horrible. (laughs) That's horrible. (laughs) So would you tend to see trailer parks in like the South as opposed to like New York? Would you tend to, or do you see trailer parks everywhere? Yeah, because there's not as much like free real real estate or like open real estate for people to park their mobile home in New York. Maybe some places in New York State, I don't know, but definitely not in the city. Oh, they drive round. They actually drive round. I mean, not all the time, but like technically they could. But yeah, there's like mobile park homes. There's trailer park homes, but someone calling you a, like someone implying that you're from a trailer park is an insult in the United States. It, it implies that you're below the poverty line and you're one or both of your parents are related in some manner, probably cook meth. It's generally looked at down upon by people in the States. So, so that's interesting. So in the UK, if you have, if I called, if I called someone trailer park trash, <laughs> someone, they would be like, why are you talking about? It? I'm very wealthy. I, of course, come look at my mobile home in my trailer park. Where's the United States? That, yeah, in the UK, although some traveler communities, they stay in caravans, but again, they still tend to be relatively well off they just stay in like mobile homes so the mobile home here if you do have one you're not poor like nobody would think like they wouldn't look down on you it's probably like your holiday home by the sea another thing that came out of florida is pervert park mobile homes are uh, popular among sex offenders that can't live anywhere near a school because then they can like park these homes in places that are far away from school so that's the other thing and there's a place called pervert park it's in saint petersburg florida of course And it's quite literally like a collection of mobile homes that are of sex offenders that can't live anywhere else and like near in the state because it's too close to where their children. So yeah, there's just in the United States having a a mobile home is like your family's poor is what it means. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) I don't know how to say it nicely. No offense to anyone who grew up because I know a humble beginnings and all that is nothing wrong with that. But I want to insult this guy because fuck him. And also, I want to shit on Florida at every waking moment of my life. (laughs) Oh, so thank you, Bucket, and we hope you have a good Thanksgiving. What's up, queens? This episode is brought to you by our sponsors, Athletic Greens. AG1 by Athletic Greens is a nutritional drink that you can drink every day for optimal health. I've been taking AG1 every morning after the gym mixed into a green smoothie. I like to mix it with some pineapple juice, a couple of ginger cubes, and a handful of spinach and some kale. One scoop of AG1 and you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. AG1 is my daily microhabit that makes it easy to absorb key nutrients, lead a healthy lifestyle, and feel my best. And to make it easier for you to obtain better health, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash FDS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash FDS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. One scoop, one minute, once a day, every day. AG1 by Athletic Greens. Now back to the show. The next story is the story of Chad and the bros. 
Mm-mm-mm. And so this is from Infamous Cheetah. Oh, interesting name. So Infamous Cheetah is a is a male subscriber, by the way. So let's point that out. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. News to me. Okay. Yeah, this story's from Infamous Cheater. Infamous Cheater is one of our male Patreon subscribers. Right. Okay. So this is a male on male roast. Okay. Okay. Different dynamic. Okay. So Infamous Cheater said, so I met Chad through a friend and my friend, let's call him Bob, was excited for me to meet Chad and we met up at a bar. Chad has two friends with him. I can't remember their names, but let's call them the bros. They did the classic douchey things like bros do, do high fives over bad jokes, frequent chest bumps. They are all very muscular. I bet they frequent steroids more than the gym, given their size. Side note, okay, steroids look terrible. Yeah, agreed, agreed. It's disgusting. Because they don't look real. Like they look quite literally like your muscles are filled with water is the best way I can describe it. Some of these guys who run performing enhancing drugs, like the muscles don't look normal. Like it, look, it looks almost like the male equivalent of a BBL where like you can tell it's just slightly off a little bit than what like a man who looks a little bit more net. I mean, I know there's some like there's some performance enhancing drugs that are hard to tell, but a lot of these guys, whatever they're using, it looks very, very obvious that it's synthetic in person. I would imagine though, and this is just a guess, but like with anything, the ones that look more natural, the performance enhancing drugs that look more natural are probably harder to acquire slash more expensive. So like, because I remember people in the homeless hostel, they were using steroids and I'd imagine it was a cheap synthetic shit. It wasn't the stuff that would look like natural. I don't know. And But the thing is, I used to really be into like the steroids look because obviously, as you will know, I was a massive WWE fan for like a decade. <laughs> so they all had that look, like that muscular steroid, let's be real, like look. But over time, I've sort of, I mean, it's not going to be a mark against the guy. But what I really like is when a guy has lean muscle. I think that looks better when they're leaner. And or as my partner says, experienceable muscle. <laughs> English is not his first language. He'll say experienceable when he means like lean muscle look as opposed to like the steroid look. Yeah, I feel like it looks better on camera because the thing about like watching these guys that are on steroids is that on camera, it looks pretty good. And that's why a lot of guys get into it. But in person, it looks crazy. In person, it doesn't look good. Yeah. And that's the reason why a lot of celebrities, they'll cycle. So they'll use like steroids when they have a film. Then they go back to looking normal when they're not because on a day-to-day basis, it just doesn't do anything for you looks-wise anyway. Yeah, it makes I think it makes you like, actively worse because you're like, whoa, this guy's got serious water retention issues. <laughs> yeah, and also don't forget like the roid rage as well. Oh yeah, that too. And the little bitty tiny testicles. Yeah, like the roid rage. That was actually one of the explanations behind Chris Benoit who killed his wife and his son and then killed himself was that he was using steroids for such a long time that it basically just fucked up his brain and it makes your testicles shrink so if you want your testicles to look like deflated raisins try steroids (laughs) (laughs) and so infamous cheat continues and so the bros hit on just about every girl at the bar they called a seven and above at the end of the night i wasn't impressed but whatever bob needs friends a week or so later bob lets me know chad is having a party at his place like house parties are better than the bar in my opinion, easier to talk to people and there can be party games and often people are more relaxed. He asked if I can come with him early to help set up kegs as the bros are unavailable and so I agree and a few days later Bob picked me up and we head over. Chad lives in a basement suite of a very rich neighbourhood. His suite is huge and very well decorated. There's a large kitchen with an island that opens up into a living room with two TVs and a bar. 
this party might be a full rager. And so after we get the kegs in and set up behind the bar, I ask to use his bathroom. <laughs> he tells me the boys, in quotation marks, uh, room is down the hallway to the left. And like the classic idiot I am, I mix up my right and left and walk through a door on the right. It opens up into a, quotation marks, second kitchen. I think to myself. And as I look around, I lock eyes with a very startled young girl. She has blonde hair, a pretty face, and is very fat. She is immediately rushed into another room and slams the door. Second kitchen, in quotation marks, I think to myself, that you idiot, this is someone's apartment. So he walked into someone's apartment by accident because he went through the wrong door. I close the door and head into, quotation marks, the boys' room. There's a giant pile of coke on the counter and some lines drawn out, and some looking to be done already. I haven't done coke before and I wasn't about to here. And so I finish up and walk back out to the bar and bros and the bros have arrived. Um, I let Chad know I accidentally walked in on his neighbour and he lets me know that's not his neighbour. It's his house troll. The fuck? What? Whoa. What the hell? (laughs) His house troll. Wait. His house, in quotation marks. And I notice that a giant shit eating grin appears on Bob's face. He clearly knows all about it. Chad tells me his house troll in quotation marks is someone he brings round to do his cooking and cleaning. Oh, and in exchange, he brings himself to fuck her. Oh my God. Wow. Okay. Okay. Let's pause. Let's pause. Uh, okay. So he's trying to go to the bathroom. He actually goes down the wrong corridor, runs into a blonde woman who's overweight, who basically like screeches and slams the door at him. <laughs> oh my gosh i feel so bad for her like ah get out of here i know i feel bad for her too sorry chad is such a dick oh my oh someone like stumbles in on you then you just like freak out and then like scurry off into the background but never mind she's got low she's got bottom self-esteem sorry her self-esteem's not in the toilet it's just oh this chad guy it's just like I don't even know where to start. I feel so bad for this woman. Like, so what's she getting out of this? She does his cooking and cleaning and in exchange, he fucks her. Is he a prostitute, gigolo? Yeah, fuck this guy. Oh, that's so bad. I feel so bad for this woman. You know, when you're dating whilst you're fat, you will come across people or men who will outwardly say, you know, no fatties or no fat chicks, but they'll find you attractive but they can't reconcile their cognitive dissonance, if that makes sense. So that I don't like fat women, but I find this individual fat person attractive. They can't reconcile the two. And they will do all sorts of like mental gymnastics to justify, you know, why they keep seeing this person. So they might keep them as like a friends with benefits or in Chad's case, they might just tell her it's an exchange, you know, she should be grateful that my penis graces her pussy when actually he's genuinely finds her attractive, but he would never say that to his bros because he's afraid of being shamed, if that makes sense. Because his bros all seem like gym heads and I think he's one as well. So to save face that he actually enjoys having sex with a fat woman he'll just say yeah i'm just using her she does my cooking and cleaning and in return i just give her my dick when he's genuinely attracted to her it's a shitty way to do it but i wouldn't be surprised if that's the case here because this doesn't make any sense (laughs) let's keep going let's carry on (laughs) the bros also chime in that they also have house trolls so yeah his bros also do the same thing 
Chad must notice and he puts a hand on my shoulder and says, it's a good thing everyone gets what they want. So he does want to have sex with a fat woman. He just doesn't want to say it with his chest. Right. So basically they all have women that live with them in some like corridor of their home that cooks and cleans for them and that they have sex with, but isn't even allowed to come to the parties that they throw. They're basically in a hidden relationship. Basically. Almost. That is the craziest shit I've ever heard in my life. Or like a hidden arrangement. Like, this is how I think they're justifying it to each other, that they're with women who aren't deemed conventionally attractive, so they're fat or whatever. They might be genuinely attracted to them, but to save face with their bros, they'll say, oh yeah, I'm just, it's an exchange. She's doing my cooking and cleaning and I fuck her, that's it. When actually it's deeper for them. I mean, I'm sure like a lot of men are attracted to many women of all shapes and sizes. It's just that like their misogyny and desire to posture for each other and control women is takes precedence. Right. So, yeah. I mean, is she getting free rent or something at least? I imagine if her self-esteem is this rock bottom, though, she's probably 50-50 at a bare minimum. I'm like, if she pays for this, like, I don't even know what to say at that point. But it's disgusting. So the story continues. And then a group of girls arrive and then more girls and then more girls. I realize this isn't my scene and leave and cab home. The next day I talk to Bob and he's concerned as to why I left. I tell him I didn't like Chad and his bros. It's not much of a conversation and he seems to get it and Chad quickly becomes a thing of the past. This, however, is a red flag in Bob's personality and later is a pile of reasons we have a falling out. But that's another story. Damn. I didn't know men could be that fucked up. They can be. That's why I never take my foot off their fucking necks because you have to kind of uh, just make sure you're constantly crushing their self-esteem beyond into a pulverized pump because otherwise they do shit like this. You know what I mean? Like this is cruel in so many ways. I know we talked about this a little bit in some of our other episodes about, I wouldn't be surprised if Chad or his, and or some of his friends went to prison or something like that too. Uh, but like guys who are like actually in a lot of ways, low value, I wouldn't be surprised if it's her fucking house for that matter. Like, to be honest, like they can't get stuff on their own. So like they try to sweet talk a, a woman they feel is like, quote, undesirable by society standards to take care of them basically, which basically sounds like what's happened here. Like straight up, like Google this on YouTube. There's a lot of men who describe getting with overweight women, specifically trying to find overweight women who will take care of them after they get out of prison or if they're in some kind of situation where they don't have their finances together. This is like a kind of predation I think is very specific to... It's really horrible. It makes me sick. Yeah. And this is the reason why I say like the opposite, you know, women who are deemed conventionally attractive, not that they're not attractive, but whatever trait or or physical trait they might have that might put them outside you know what people consider to be conventionally attractive your standards need to be even higher because scrotes like this will use if you have that coupled with low self-esteem then scrotes will jump on that all over that yeah i can't imagine like sitting around while a guy describes me as a house troll and doesn't allow me to participate in the parties like that's (laughs) is this in florida did this happen in florida (laughs) (laughs) This is like a rose, like, this should be titled Thanksgiving roast and a roast of Florida. <laughs> We're a rose after Florida, Florida today. <laughs> Smell a little Florida in here. <laughs> <laughs> is that going to be for every story today? Like, is this in Florida? <laughs> Rakes of Florida. <laughs> <laughs> So 
So thank you, Infamous Cheater. I hope you found better friends than Chad and his bros. I like hearing from men because like even the stuff that women experience, like I think men who are like decent people know that some of the friends that they've had have been like really horrible people. Deeply problematic, they know. Yeah. The men who are more aware and on their journey, let's say, to be high value get FDS. Yeah, 100%. What the actual fuck? Imagine keeping another human being in your house like a house pet. And it's also like what you were saying when we were doing the Love is Blind episodes is that if a guy tells you something negative about one of his bros, you must know it's really bad. Like really, really bad. Like, I mean, men don't just break code like that for nothing for other men. Like that's one thing I've noticed about patriarchy is that they rarely break code for other men. So if a guy is telling you that one of his friends is trash or they have a really negative trait, just know that it's bad really bad yeah you just have to basically assume men's default mode is female slavery so just think of the fact that if a man is trying to clue you in on any type of uh, situation that it's it's pretty bad this is an example of like just how they would treat most women if given an opportunity because i can't imagine like a gender swapped version of this uh keeping a guy would you keep some guy no no because i can't imagine keeping a man around like that like lives in my house Maybe, okay, wait, let me think this out. Okay, I need like a tech nerd who can just like set up all my stuff all the time and just like never talks to me and never looks at me. Yeah, see, that's cruel. That's cruel even for me. You know what I mean? Mm, Even if it was a guy I genuinely found attractive, I still think like that's rude. Like it's still, I just couldn't do it. And then I like touched his peen once a week, you know, it's just, ugh. Threw him a Scooby snack and like some kibbles. I just know like I would go into like supreme hostess mode, which is why men are coming to my house (laughs) and then like when i had three parties he couldn't come out or show his face that's so cruel i don't see women doing that that's like that's particularly cruel and on top of that you're inviting other girls as well so and these these guys will be hitting up these other girls trying to get them on their on their raggedy dicks and then going back to her fuck that Yes, you made the right call, infamous cheater i hope you found better friends infamous cheater and i hope you're not a cheater an actual cheater but yeah Jesus Christ. Every time I feel like I hear something that I think is bad and then you hear something, oh, me and my group of friends just... With men, it just, the floor just keeps, it just gets lower. It just like uh, completely disintegrates underneath our feet and we fall into a lower depth of hell that we didn't know existed before. <laughs> a lower depth. <laughs> Moving along to our next roast us crowd in this Thanksgiving roast. Should we just call her Jay? We'll just call her Jay. Call her Jay. Okay. This story takes place roughly a year ago. I started university in September of last year, and although I lived in the same city, I moved into dorms to make friends and make going to classes more convenient. Being at residence was a bit of a difficult transition at first. I had spent a lot of time alone due to COVID quarantine and isolation, and a great deal of social anxiety from being around so many new people and felt very awkward and isolated. I met a guy who I instantly liked. He was extremely friendly, knowledgeable, caring, kind-hearted, considerate of others, witty, had a really great sense of humor, and was passionate about his chosen field. He was also a great and supportive friend. I liked him pretty much almost instantly, but I was also incredibly shy and socially awkward and already felt a great deal of anxiety from being at residence, so I was too shy to really talk to him or reach out to him directly. I really wanted to be around him and get to know him better, and I knew he was friends with the RA on the floor above mine. 
Because of COVID, we had a half-capacity residence, so floor is usually paired up for events, and the two RAs worked together, so I casually knew the other RA. I decided to hang out with him more so I could hopefully see the guy I liked. In hindsight, this was an absolutely ridiculous move. As I got to know the RA on the floor above me, I realized he was an absolutely disgusting person, probably the worst scrote I've ever met and had the displeasure to know. He seemed somewhat normal at first, but I soon realized he was an extremely vulgar and disgusting person. In one of my very first conversations with him, he brought up extremely inappropriate topics. He mentioned that his father had a rice purity score of around 19 and mentioned the Mile High Club. Yeah, no clue. What's a rice purity score? Is that a game? So like a video game? Let me Google that. Oh, the rice purity test is a 100 question survey that assesses a person's level of innocence in the domain of worldly vices. So a rice purity score of 19. Means that he's had a lot of different sex, I guess. It means basically he's corrupt or he's a scrote, basically. Is this like a known thing? I've never heard of this. This might be like a personality test. According to the Rice Purity Test Score, a score between 91 and 100 is a good Rice is a good test score. Meaning like you're more pure. Yeah. So if it's 19, then basically it's not good. I've never heard of that in my life. So it assesses your level of innocence and relation. So he's saying that his dad had a Rice Purity Score of 19. So why are you bragging about your dad's sexual conquest, first of all? What the actual fuck? Yeah, basically being like maladaptive as well. That's what he's bragging about. Okay, so some of the things on this Rice Purity Test score are, have you ever been convicted of a crime? Have you ever had sex more than three times in a night? Have you had sex with a person with more than a three-year age difference? Uh, Have you had anal sex? Have you ever impregnated someone or been impregnated? Ever engaged in bestiality? Ever committed an act of incest? So (laughs) ever masturbated with an inanimate object? Yes, nothing about this uh, is something to brag about. Ever used methamphetamine, crack cocaine, PCP, horse tranquilizers, or heroin is one of the questions. Urinated in public. Man, should we just start sending this out to men that we like? Yeah, Yeah, personal. Want to meet? Like, like, please fill out this 100-question survey so I can know how to screen you out. You can do a shorter one. There's like the dark triad survey. This basically seems like a shorter version of that one. Imagine being an adult bragging about your parents' sexual conquest. That is quite odd. That is quite odd. <laughs> how? First of all, how do you know? I don't feel like my parents tell me anything about their sex lives ever, and that's the way I like it. So why would you want to know these things? What adult person wants... Okay, I'm already getting like secondhand cringe. I can't imagine asking this information of a parent or telling other people if they told me. And thinking that saying that will make you look good to a stranger. Oh my God. Okay, he mentioned that his father had a rice purity score of around 19 and mentioned the Mile High Club having sex in an airplane. He also brought up early on that he was interested in not tying for some reason. I didn't get this at first, but later I heard from a close friend that he had a Tinder profile and in his description, as well as in conversations, there was very questionable BDSM related content. So is that a BDSM thing? Not tying? Yeah, Shibari where they tie people up with ropes and shit. It's actually, to be fair, Shibari is actually an art. Like when it's done properly, not by your average like run-of-the-mill BDSM scrote. It's like intricate knots. It's not just, but this guy probably just means tying someone up in bed. Okay. He was also extremely ugly and unattractive. Of course. 
He was very overweight and his face looked like you puffed out a normal human face and then scrunched up the facial features to the very center of that puffy face. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever seen those memes where they make the person's facial features smaller in their head? They do it to Elon Musk all the time. It's pretty funny. So he basically looked like that. I feel a bit bad for insulting someone's appearance like this, but to be completely honest, he was so physically repugnant. Sometimes you can't help it, right? Sometimes it's just like it just flies out of your mouth. Like you just can't really <laughs> help it. Especially if they're talking about like their sexual conquest. You're like, see, people think I'm mean. <laughs> you are. You are. Own it, bro. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes you have to tell, like, you have to tell these men about themselves because they won't know unless you bully them. Yeah. <laughs> you need to cut them down to size. They need it. They need self-awareness. You gotta teach them. <laughs> you need to cut them down to the side. I honestly think maybe this will be a Patreon episode, but we need to like do an episode on just how to explicitly like cut men down to size, like where you might be good at that one and how to do it subtly if you don't feel confident doing it. I'm quite good at that. Just cut them down to size. Yeah, I'm telling you, like 24, 25 year old me, like and below had zero filter. Like, <laughs> Even less than you have now. I don't think you had a filter now. Even less. Even less. And like, I probably would have just said, (laughs) I probably would have just said like, oh, I'm surprised you got to do all that with your eyes being so close together. Like, that's surprising. Good for you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm rooting for you to do well. And the thing is like, I wouldn't even have said it to be mean. I just would have said it as like an observation. This is the thing. Delivery is everything, right? You can't go into these like attacks, so to speak, you know, when you're emotionally charged and upset. It works best when you keep your voice really level and just just say it like you're just saying. That does maximum damage. Yeah, I didn't realize I was like walking around like legit damaging guy self-esteem until like I had some conversations with some exes. But I used to just say shit like that because I thought it like, because I would be like, everyone's thinking it, right? I should just say it. (laughs) So I'll just say it. I'll just say it. Yeah. Delivery is everything. Wasn't even trying to be mean. Just making observations. I would always... I would, The way is like you have to phrase it like a compliment because you really have... So this is how I used to do it. I just like legit would think of like the nicest thing that was accurate to say. So you would say like, um, wow. So you're like, you have enough breath to get all those ropes on someone. Okay. Uh. <laughs> I didn't realize your stamina was like that. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like a compliment with a bit of truth. Okay. So... It's a very, very backhanded compliment, though. Very backhanded. Okay. I found him so repulsive, I did my best to avoid looking at his face whenever I spoke to him. (laughs) He was extremely ugly, but honestly, I found his personality and attitude the most unpleasant and repulsive part of him. Like, that's really what it is. It's that, like, you can feel the coomer coming out of him, right? Because there's, like, people that aren't that, like, cute, I guess, but, like, their personality is cute. They don't exude that coomer energy, yeah. Yeah. It takes me back to when I was talking to a guy he was trying to date me and do all kinds of underhanded shit but we didn't go and he was like really like fixated on my boobs like seeing your tits would cure my depression and literally my ovaries just like shriveled up and died legit oh no <laughs> the thing is on top of that he was so physically unattractive it's just like why do you think i would be like mm, yes yeah let's go i'll just it was so disgusting i felt gross Every time a man says that like sex is or uh, seeing a woman's naked body is going to cure whatever ailment they have, I always imagine them as like some uh, poor guy coming up to the altar to some televangelist. Like, <laughs> if you believe these titties can heal your body, 
I I legit think if a woman ever wanted to rinse men and wanted to start a religion, just do that. Just do that. And then just like future fake them saying you'll see the titties if you donate this amount of money. They'll do it. I swear to God, we should do like a traveling show. I would do like a tent revival and just like tell men. <laughs> like in the I think they would totally believe it. It'd be like, if you've never seen a titty cover the front, <laughs> heal yourself. <laughs> just make, just, just make it like a rite of passage. Like if you see one titty, you'll see, eventually see it for real for free next time. <laughs> Cure all your depression. <laughs> and just future fake them. And obviously just then just show no titty. I mean, guys are buying like used panties and stuff. So you could probably, you could, I mean, they basically, they're kind of like the same people that grifted, that are grifted by televangelists that sell them like holy healing water and stuff. Like, I bet you could just like put your panties in a bottle and be like, this is, this is going to heal, <laughs> heal what ails, this will heal what ails you. Amen. Um, so. <laughs> Okay, moving along. Um, he once stared at my chest while I was walking by, and that just made me extremely uncomfortable. He also looked extremely disinterested or bored whenever I spoke or expressed my opinion. To be honest, I think he had honestly disgusted me to type this, a racialized fetish. <sighs> yeah, I'm going to guess your ethnicity because <laughs> this guy's ethnic because he sounds like a weeboo. Mm. Is it some reason to like Japanese Asian women? Uh, it says a non-Japanese person, stereotypically an unsociable white male who is overly infatuated with Japanese culture, a loser Japanophile, <laughs> a person who is obsessively <laughs> interested in anime or manga. So, a loser Japanophile. I love that. Yeah, no, they're so common that like they have their own slang word. Oh, when you coom so much, they invent a new word for you. Fucking hell. Yeah. No, apparently these guys like were um traveling so much to uh different parts of asia so like japan south korea i th i believe they got banned like from panhandling and like harassing people because like a lot of the women there started to get pissed off because like once again these guys think like oh american women they're stuck up and they don't understand me i'm gonna go live like a king in these other countries and that doesn't happen at all because they can smell they can smell you just like we can <laughs> So he asked me out over a Snapchat a few months into the year, and I felt, I felt so disturbed and distressed by this to the point I considered moving out of the residence. <laughs> you know, we were so horrified. That's sort of how I felt like when the guy he said my tits with curious depression asked me out. I just felt so disturbed. Like I've never blocked somebody so quick. Just so, uh, like that alone. <laughs> If you believe, come here. Be embraced by Jesus. <laughs> it almost just made it almost just made me just go lesbian. Cut run to Jesus' bosom. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, legit, men will literally and it wasn't the first guy as well, but men will literally say, I'm sad, send me a nude, or I'm feeling they'll literally say like I'm in pain, can I see your tits? Fucking hell. I'm gonna put that on my dating profile from now on. My titties heal the sick. <laughs> <laughs> if you believe <laughs> I mean, it doesn't heal you it's because you didn't believe hard enough oh that's funny 
Okay, so yeah, I think I'd be stressed. I'd be pretty distressed if this guy like looked in my general direction as well. <laughs> I was so disturbed and distressed by this to the point I considered moving out of the residence and had an ironclad commitment to keeping my door locked after that. Oof, yeah, smart move. Luckily, a friend comforted me and calmed me down right after it happened, and I felt much better after that. I mean, if this guy is as like big as you say, you probably could outrun him. So that's a plus. So anyways, I honestly felt really insulted that he asked me out. He was such a low, immoral, vulgar, self-centered, disgusting, ugly, unattractive, and repulsive person. I also went through RA training myself this year, and it was actually mentioned to not have romantic relationships with your residents and that the power dynamic and close proximity made it questionable. So it was very inappropriate behavior on his part. Makes sense. Yeah. You know why? It's because he's never in his life had women talk to him. And the only reason they're talking to him now is because they're forced to talk to him and he does not know how to handle it. Right. So he thinks all these women are interested in him because he has a little bit of power and women are being like nice, normal to him. Whereas I feel like probably before this, they probably just ignored him in mass. And he takes that as interest. During a later board games night that he hosted, he mentioned he once also proclaimed that he or another person there had the stinkiest feet. Gross. What the fuck? (laughs) Stench contests are probably not the way to get women attracted to you for any men who are listening to this. I feel like stench contest is really low on the list. So it was also brought up. (laughs) Imagine holding a stench competition. Okay. You had to be a scrub. It was also brought up that he had paid for sex in the past. Of course. Why is this man like volunteering all this information, by the way? Okay. He also stole, apparently stealing stuff from the cafe was common among a lot of guys last year who had a sort of clout associated with it. A ton of cups and bowls from the cafeteria. His justification was that he paid a ridiculous amount of money to the university so he should be able to steal whatever he wanted. I'm like, don't they give those out for free? Like the cups and stuff? I don't know. In my college, they just had them out. You could just grab some. He's not even like a real... Okay, so this is like the lowest common denominator of crime. So like, it would make him slightly more attractive if he actually had like a sophisticated crime of some kind. Well, yeah, not stealing cafeteria cups. Like this is like, his crimes are even lame. He also brought up something referred to as the cum tubs. I don't even want to know what this is. Child, okay. I am, okay. I'm going to prepare myself. Cum tubs, okay. They were bathtubs last year where some male student leaders had this thing going on. They would come in the bathtubs by themselves or if they were with someone. And whoever's bathtub level was lowest at the end of the year would have to take a dip in it. What the fuck? That's disgusting. Okay, so I thought the stench competition was the low. Masturbating into a tub and then bathing in another man's cum, that's the low. That's the competition. That's the lowest bar. Although I'm sure we'll get some more roast to scrotes and I'll be even more surprised. But stench competition, stench competition was like, I thought that was going to be the bar, but no, no, this is, this is even lower than that. And, you know, we just reached 8 billion people on this planet. I think that it's time that we start to address the raging overpopulation issue because we're going to run out of resources. And I feel like it's time to start considering if we need to have panels to weed guys like this out and decide if they get to live or die. Because honestly, they're just breathing up air and taking out resources from the rest of us and coming bathing in their own cum and bathing in other people's cum. And not even just like new fresh cum, like cum that's been there for over a year because they've been accumulating that cum for the entire year. So I feel like it's time to consider. Honestly, if they make me supreme leader being of the world, like this guy's going to be the first to go. I'm not going to lie. You know, we're not going to have enough food and water and resources to sustain the population of humanity. And so I think it's time to start making some tough decisions about who needs to stay and who's good, who we should put in a rocket ship to space. I'm going to say this guy should be in the first round draft. I'm speechless. I just feel sick. 
first round draft this man right here. But with just our luck, he'll like land on Mars and then accidentally seed a whole new species over there. So maybe we don't. Just, just, just put him, just, just throw him in the sun. That's probably better. Okay, slightly off topic, but I am very disgusted by university males. I see why. I don't blame you. He also later mentioned how some people he knew went to a gay bar and then listened what people had done who had gone home with someone, etc. I found this oversharing to be extremely inappropriate, keeping track of his friend's sex lives and then casually passing that information around. Yeah, this guy is like, he's like 100% Coomer on the cellular level, right? I feel like if you put his cells like underneath a microscope, they're going to be coming on each other and then passing out. <laughs> oh. oh, This man is like, I think he's the alpha Coomer. I think that he might be the Coomer from which all Coomers uh, have sprung. Patient zero? This is the worst Coomer I've seen, yeah. Yeah, no, I think we need to get rid of him before he starts a Coomer revolution. I don't want him to be Coomer Messiah. Although I don't want to martyr him. See, there's so many problems with like trying to weed out the like low value male population because it's like you can't do it too quickly because then they become a hero. They become a hero, yeah. As for the original guy I was interested in, I'm like, yeah, what happened to him? <laughs> we just spent a lot on this other guy. As for the original guy I was interested in, he actually got a girlfriend a while after I met him. So I just avoided him for the rest of the year. She was the one to confess to having a crush on him. And from what I heard from her, he was a very supportive and caring boyfriend. I think they broke up near the end of the year. But by that point, I had lost interest and didn't feel so enamored by him anymore. Although he's still a decent guy, I'd honestly never consider anything with him now, given the whole drama. I just genuinely feel sick of him and the whole situation. And two, the FDS principle that if a guy is interested in you, he will make it clear. And three, his questionable friend group, including this disgusting skirt. Yeah, that was his friend. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yes. I am honestly so disgusted and repulsed by him. He was such a disgusting, no value. He was such a disgusting, negative value male. And I absolutely learned my lesson, never going through that again. He moved to a different residence this year. And I'm so glad and I did not have to see him. Hopefully I never do so again. To be honest with you, I low-key hope he gets run over by a car. Us too. I think he should be launched into the sun, to be honest. I don't want to take the chance that he might breed or that he might spawn. That's too much money though. Or anything. I think that he has DNA that should in no way be reabsorbed into the human Earth's biome. I think it's just all negative. (laughs) I cringe at the amount of time and energy I wasted pining after the guy I liked and wish I had realized that I shouldn't have had to spend so much time around that skirt who may be uncomfortable. I really should have focused on my studies and personal development instead, which I am making an effort to do this year. Thank you, FDS. Oh, I'm sorry you did that. And I'm sorry that happened to you. I'm sorry this man exists in the first place. He just makes me, that's the worst skirt I've come across. Detty Peak. First of all, I want to know who his father is because I blame him. And Ro also wants to know if he was from Florida. I want to know if he's from Florida. It feels very Florida. (laughs) (laughs) This guy feels slightly less Florida to me for some reason. This guy feels, like what state does this guy feel like in my gut? Definitely, I feel like North, I feel like he might be West Coast. I'm thinking Seattle. This guy feels Seattle to me. Washington State, I'm guessing. Okay, so you don't have to tell us if it would dox you in any way, but I'm just like, it feels maybe Washington State in my in my bones. Sorry about that. That sounds traumatic. I even feel a bit sick. I was having like water and it almost came back up at how disgusting that scrape was. So sorry about that and happy Thanksgiving, Jay. Okay. Last but not least, we have this one from S. And she says, I wanted to submit my racist group. So as a disclaimer, all of this happened before I found FDS and realised my past pick me ways. You're forgiven, sis. We've all been there. So I was involved in a mentoring organisation for underfunded elementary schools when I was 19. And there was a guy there 
Sam. He was essentially my boss. Every asshole, supreme asshole that I've come across in my life has always been called Sam, by the way. <laughs> T and I hit it off and he seemed great. But in hindsight, there are a lot of red flags. Some, but not all of those, include number one, claiming he read feminist literature, but never being able to name any books or authors. Two, Bragging about how good of a guy he was when he would go to bars with his friends and apologise to the women they hit on for their behaviour. Even as a pick-me, I was super put off by this. Did you see it? Like, you, you went with it? That's what he told her, which is weird. But it's just like, don't hit on them in the first place then. Oh, okay. So he was trying to tell her so he could seem like a good guy. Like a good guy. Yeah, just don't do it in the first place. Like, hmm. Uh, Number three, uh, getting upset whenever I would mention another man on my ex was like this as well. Even when I wasn't into whoever I was mentioning, he was weirdly possessive of me and would shit talk guys, including uh, one guy who ended up becoming and who still is one of my best friends. Yeah, one of my exes did that. He would get really, I remember, I think I've told the story before, but I was mentioning a flatmate who, a male flatmate that I got on really well with and he was really funny and my ex got really annoyed. And just basically said, don't talk about him in front of me ever again. Thing is, he was fine with me talking about him in abstract before, but he got really arsy when I said he was my favorite flatmate for some reason. I just feel like this is an opportunity to exploit a a crack in male solidarity. I just wanted to point that out. Yeah, and male (laughs) self-esteem. Male self-esteem. There we go. Opportunity. Always be on the scout for opportunity. And number four, being uh, very selective of when he would text me back. And he would go days without saying anything, despite multiple messages from me. And number five, uh, using his height, he was six foot four and I'm five foot four, to his advantage to corner me against the wall and tower over me when I got fed up and told him of his sexism. Ew. I hate this. I hate that. Every man in existence should thank his lucky stars that I was born to be an average sized woman and not large enough to like literally uppercut them in the jaw when they try to physically intimidate me. Cause that like just seriously pisses me off. <laughs> I didn't have like these weak little girl hands because I don't like box or anything. I have small hands then. Yeah. It would be over for a lot of them. So I- I'm with you. I-, I hate that as well. And number six, a laughing in my face when I said he was sexist. There's a lot more, but basically he was a massive piece of shit. But I liked him a lot, even after I told him of his sexism and had hopes he would magically change. During the summer after I told him off, I was friends with benefits with this girl I knew from the mentoring organisation called C, who was questioning her sexuality. She was also friends with Sam and had been into him and received the same treatment I did right before me. So Sam, C and another female friend of ours were all hanging out. C said she had been poking fun at Sam for various things and he had been poking fun at her right back, as friends do. But at one point she said, well, S likes me more than you. This set him off and he lunged at her, pinned her down and wrapped his hands around her neck. The fuck? (gasps) Oh my gosh, what? Oh my God. Dangerous. Oh my gosh. Yeah. At a mentoring organization? Oh yeah, this guy should not be around anybody vulnerable. And he did this in front of witnesses. Can you imagine what he'd be like in private? Okay, so this is an underfunded elementary school. So these are children. This is children. He's, oh my gosh. Well, okay, so he works with children. This is the story she's telling is when she, they were out with another adult. But he did this in front of people. Yeah, Fuck. adult friend, but like 
And so she managed to escape with minimal bruising, but the other girl who was there worked with Sam to try to gaslight her about the whole situation. It was a mess and Sam was never removed from his position of working with kids, even though the other friend present was the literal president of the organization and knew about his violent tendencies. This is why some pick me's are actually a danger to other people. It's one thing being a pick me and being a danger to yourself. That's bad enough. But when you're literally putting other children, other women in harm's way, just so you can be a pick me, that's different. And we need to, I think Rose spoken about this, but that needs to be spoken about more. Like not every pick me, it's not with every pick me, we can be like, oh, she doesn't know any better. Oh, patriarchy or whatever. Some of them actively make choices that harm other women and children. And they need to be called out for that. Yeah, I don't get overlooking that. That's a little depressing. Okay, so... And so he wanted to be an elementary school teacher, and I really fear that he is one. Fuck. I feel like this might be lowering the bar just to get more male elementary school teachers because there's not that many compared to women. Is that a bad thing? I don't think it is. I don't necessarily think it is either, but they're like, but it's another thing where they're constantly salivating to get more male teachers because they feel like it's better for boys to have some kind of structure, et cetera. So I wouldn't be surprised if like she's lowering the bar because just to keep a male elementary school teacher around because it's historically very female dominated. It's always weirded me out a little how he never slept with any of the girls, myself included, that he manipulated. The most he did was kiss me. So I'm not sure what he was getting out of it, but I hope he's miserable. Me too. Yeah, so do we. So, yeah, it's always harder to roast the, like, kind of dangerous scrotes because I don't want to laugh at all (laughs) about that. I hope he's got an anger management and isn't, like, uh, downloading all his horrible ideas about women to the children in his classroom. Because even if they don't explicitly say things, like, they can telegraph that, you know, to children. Like, children aren't stupid. Like, in in fact, they're very intuitive. So, ah, I just hope the situation gets better and he gets fired somehow. So, that's our Thanksgiving roast. I love the Thanksgiving roast. I look forward to it every year. (laughs) But this has got to be like the worst set of men that we've roasted by a long, long mile. Yeah, these are these are pretty bad too. round them up, put them in a spaceship, launch them into the sun. So anyways, happy Thanksgiving for everyone in the United States. I am thankful for another year of this really great podcast. We're missing Loth right now. She is unfortunate. She left a message to everyone about why she's out on her Twitter. So you can look it up. So we're hoping her a very speedy recovery. I know she's having some trouble finding uh, the right specialist. So, But we are thankful that um, she's still here. They're here with us kicking and hopefully uh, kicking scrotes in their necks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keeping her foot on necks. So, yes. If you would like to submit a roast to scrote for a future roast, then, or if you're a man and you listen to our podcast, you want to ask us a dating question or like a infamous cheater, you want to send us a, a roast of your friends. That's fine too. Check out our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the female dating strategy. If you want to discuss this episode, which I'm sure we will have a lot of comments, please go to the female dating strategy.com forward slash the forum. Look for the episode thread. Check us out on the Musk era Twitter. For as long as we're, it's uh, open and available, I guess, at femdatstrat and on our Instagram at underscore the female dating strategy. So thanks for listening, Queens. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Have a happy holidays. Thanks for listening, Queens. And for all you scrotes out there, you should be exiled to Florida and shot into the sun. Die mad. See y'all next week. <laughs>